Hello, everybody. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. We are back today with a brand new episode of our podcast. Yes, we are. And there's a siren going off. That is something that I've had to adjust to, I'll tell you that. My new flat. And we are in another new setup. It probably looks fairly similar to setup version one. This We're is back at a table. Version three. Mm-hmm. We're on now. We had a slight interlude with the beanbags last week, but here we are, sat at a table, and this table was free of Facebook Marketplace. There we go. Can I get a what what? Anything that's free, like when you get something that's free, mm. it automatically just becomes ten times better than if you'd have paid for it. Do you know what True I mean? True that because you're like, even if I don't like it, it's fine. I can just resell it or. I don't know, give it to Just someone. Put it in the but tip. I think it's a beautiful table. It's great. Um, so yeah, guys, the flat is slowly coming together. Um, everything so far, other than the rug, has been a Facebook marketplace barjan. Barjan. So I'm getting quite into it. I think in the last episode, I was like, oh, it's so long. Or in one episode, I was saying it's so long to try and find all these bits of furniture. But then it kind of gets addictive. Yeah. Where you're like, oh, like what can I get that's the nicest thing for the cheapest price? Yeah. And, you know, you're reducing, you're reusing, you're recycling. Our sofa, you know, the woman um, was moving. She needed, like, she'd only had it a couple of months, wanted to give it away. Bang, there we go. Take it off her hands. Bosh. She's not throwing it in the bin, getting rid of it. Yeah, it's very sustainable. We're recycling. Sustainable, flat furnishing. Mm -hmm. That's what we love to hear. Mm -hmm. Um, Should we just jump in? Yeah, let's jump in, guys. Jump in, dive in. You're going to need your snorkel for this one because it's yeah. quite deep. We're going deep. <laughs> We're going deep, baby. Okay, so we are on the topic of friendship once again. We've circled back round. Here on the It's Just Not <laughs> On the It's Just Not You, It's Not Just You podcast. <laughs> We're talking about friendship today. And Rach, would you like to read out... Our title yes. for this week. The title for this week's episode is It's Not Just You Who Wonders If You Like Your Friends More Than They Like You. One more time, just so people can really hear that. Okay. It's not just you who wonders if you like your friends more than they like you. It's kind of <laughs> nearly stuttered. It's, it's a hard concept to get your head around. you're wondering... Oh, I really love my friends. I really like them. But is that reciprocated in the same way? Mm. Or, you know, am I putting more into this than they are? Or this friendship just doesn't feel equally reciprocated? Yes. That's the vibe. Chatting. Well, it's not a vibe. All things (laughs) that today. And I guess, again, just to give a bit of... um, insight into what route we're going to be taking today (laughs) not so much where a friendship is legit unequal Mm. and someone's being a bad friend more that the friendship probably is equal and it probably is quite healthy yes or a strong friendship but you're just struggling with those insecurities and feelings that are telling you I don't know if they actually like me as much as I like them yeah Um, and I'm sure again another podcast episode will be released where we do chat about Mm. when you're in a friendship and it it is just unequally weighted or yes 
things are imbalanced. So, well, yes. I mean, I guess almost to set the scene, I saw a podcast snippet from Olivia Neal's podcast. And I think she was talking, I don't know what she was talking about, but it was just this tiny little snippet of her being like, does anyone else ever wonder if their friends just hate them? And <laughs> she was like relaying this situation where she had been like away on holiday with her friends. And she was like, yeah, I'll just basically have these intrusive thoughts the whole time of like, do my friends hate me? And she said like, she was walking along the road or like a pavement and her friends were behind her. And suddenly there was just kind of like a silence. And then she turned around and like, they were showing each other's things on their phones. And her mind just immediately went to like, oh, like, or like they're both on their phones. And she was like, they're texting each other about me. Like mm. they're saying how much they hate me. Like, and obviously I think she was kind of saying like, it's, such an irrational thought but sometimes our minds just go there they really do and it's like it is just so rogue isn't it like why on earth would they be doing that yeah like even if they were going to text and say like oh you know olivia's this like it's like why would they do that one meter behind you as you're yeah. walking with them do you know what i mean like yeah. it's like those irrational I guess almost insecure thoughts that just sometimes flood into your brain and you're like, why on earth am I thinking that? Mm. But I think we all do it. We definitely do. Um, so yeah, where should we start? Um, should we start by just sharing? Sharing, sharing our thoughts, feelings, always, and emotions? Our personal testimonies. Um, okay, well, so have you, have you, or do you, or... No, there's not another one. <laughs> Have you or do you struggle with this concept? Um, I personally do. I think that this is probably something that I've just struggled with actually for quite a long time, like going back to school times, going back to those teenage friendships. And still now, still now in my 20s, um, it's something that is just an insecurity yeah. that I have and I have to deal with. And I'm sure there's loads of deeper reasons and psychology as to why that is, but we don't need to go Let's into that unpack today. That. I don't even really know it myself. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I, I do struggle with this. And I think um, as I've been reflecting on it in preparation for this episode and seeing some other stuff that people have posted online, yeah, I'm just like, yeah, flip. Like there was this one post where someone was saying how, um, you know, you have this feeling that I love everyone more than they love me. And then I want to distance myself because I want to stop caring so much. But then I'm afraid that I'm going to be alone if I do that. So yeah. then I don't. And yeah, I think I'm quite similar in that sense of my kind of initial reaction. I think sometimes when those feelings crop up of, oh, I feel like I'm really invested in this person. I don't know if they feel the same way yeah. as, as I do or feel as strongly as I do. You wanna re recoil, is that the word? Recoil yeah. and, and push back because it's almost scary in some ways to feel strong emotions of love and care towards a person. And then you can't 100% know that it's the same yes. back and yeah. it's reciprocated. Yeah. And I think the thing that I've always really struggled with is not being able to quantify someone's love towards me yeah. or being able to measure it, 
which sounds so weird. I don't know if anyone else actually <laughs> feels like that, but I think particularly in friendship where maybe it's not the same as being in a relationship or married to someone where you've made this definitive commitment to each other and you're, you know, at a wedding, literally making vows to say, I'm going to do this, I'm yeah. going to do that. You don't really do that in a friendship. Like you don't become friends with someone and go, right, I've written this out of contract. Yeah. <laughs> Could you just sign this and commit to, you know, and we'll, we'll make sure it's all Through equally balanced. And in health. Um, maybe we should, guys. <laughs> Who's in favor of that? I'm not, um, <laughs> just to be clear. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, brilliant. <laughs> but I think I've always struggled with friendship where obviously I know my own thoughts, brain, heart, towards a person and the level of emotion that I have towards them, but I can't get inside someone's head or heart or emotions and know for sure, oh yeah, they, they definitely feel that towards me as well. And so I think you can then find yourself looking for all these outward acts of, um, or gestures that would insinuate that someone cares about you. I guess even stuff like love languages comes into it like, you know, if you're an acts of service person, you're probably looking at, okay, so what have they done today that has served me? Or if your gifts, oh, did ha when when did they last buy me a present? That's mm. how I can quantify yeah. that they care about me. Yeah. And I just think that can get you in quite an unhealthy spot and quite an insecure spot because you just are hyper fixating on any kind of evidence that you can find yeah. to prove to you that this person cares about you and then when you don't find it or you end up in some cases finding the opposite yeah. evidence that would show they don't care about you or that you've interpreted as that means that they don't care about me you then start going down a thought spiral and feeling insecure because you're like I've just proven to myself that yeah. my theory was correct yeah. I like them more than they like me oh no what am I going to do now yeah and I think it goes back to that almost original thing you're saying of like, because an insecurity is already there, that then creates the thought narrative of like, I'm going to look to quantify something. Yeah. Where generally in a friendship, why would you be doing that anyway? As in like, it's almost not based on quantifying each other and what they're doing and how they're like... It, like, I would say there's like the level of analysis that then comes from that insecurity where that's not always like just a kind of general way of thinking. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's what insecurity makes you yeah. do. It, it makes you look and think, oh, yeah. where have they pulled through or where haven't they? Or, or like even that thing of like, if there's a kind of a belief you have of like, like you're saying, oh, they will love me like less than I love them. You're then looking to affirm it almost. Yeah. And again, I think that is often the case with insecurities. You you almost want to, in a weird way, prove yourself right. Yeah. Like, I have this insecurity and I want to look for all the evidence that supports it so I don't feel weird. I think that's probably it. You don't, yeah. don't want to feel like, oh, I've made this up out of yeah. nowhere. So let me just make sure it's right. And I'll just <laughs> look for all these things so that... Um, show me that I wasn't wrong in my thinking and it wasn't an irrational thought, it was the truth. And it's really weird because you're basically just self-sabotaging your own friendships and your own kind of even just peace of mind because you've gone looking for something that maybe wasn't even there or you've made something out of something that, you know, you've, you've curated a situation in your head 
from all these different thoughts that you've pulled together, which actually isn't a full picture of what your friendship is or what, you know, is actually going on in, in reality and the truth of the situation. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So that's great. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And I think, again, just being completely honest, it's something that I have struggled with in our friendship and my yeah. friendship with Rach. And, um, again, I think for me, it's just when I really care about someone and I really love them deeply, um, it is sometimes difficult for me to not go down that thought process of, oh gosh, I really care about this person, yeah. but I just don't know if that's the same for them and can just really doubt that the other person in the friendship is feeling yeah. the same about it all. And have I just got these kind of weirdly intense feelings mm. towards this person? And they're just a bit like, meh. Like, yeah. But I think that is kind of just a reality of like deeply caring about someone where mm. it's like a similar thing of, I guess, in like a romantic relationship. It's always kind of like, particularly at the start, it's always like, oh, do they like me as much as I like them? Or like even that general phrase of when people will be like, oh, I don't think like you're, you know, I don't think that guy likes you as much as you like them. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of basically where you're making yourself vulnerable and putting yourself out there obviously kind of the natural fear that comes with that is like oh but what if like yeah what mm. if it's just not reciprocated and I think the bigger fear is like and therefore what if they leave me or they mm. you know this doesn't work out yeah like it's kind of I think when you process it and lay it out it's quite a almost obvious feeling to feel mm. yeah because like you say I think whenever you care about something or someone deeply, there's, there is a level of vulnerability that comes with that. And you do have to put yourself out there, yeah. essentially at risk of, yeah, getting hurt or having your feelings kind of out there and everything that comes with that. Um, but you can't, you can't go through life not doing yeah. that because then what, you're just gonna have all these kind of shallow surface level friendship that you keep everyone at arm's yeah. length just in case <coughs> yeah. they hurt you. So you're just not going to let them in on anything or care about them deeply. Yeah. And I think like, I feel like I've even said that to you at times of like where you're being like, oh, you know, I feel like this or I feel like this about that friendship or our friendship. And it's like, sometimes you do just have to take a moment and be like, okay, but if I just ran away with this, like, thought pattern or this insecurity where would I end up what would the conclusion be yeah like in your mind what you kind of want the conclusion to be is like yeah so I'll just stop being friends with them and all this kind of you know pain or insecurity or whatever it is will just go away and it's like well the reality is it probably won't go away because then when you create another deep connection mm. or friendship with someone it will surface again and you'll have lost a friend so it's like not in like a like obviously that just sounds really blasé and kind of easy to do but mm. the the only alternative is like okay yeah you've been off a friendship but like the reality is you don't want to do that so mm. it's like the harder thing to do is actually to like dig deep and be like right why do I feel like this I'm not just going to put up all my walls and like run away because then I'll go through life and not have any meaningful connection with anyone mm. like that's yeah. not gonna that's what? not going to be fulfilling, is it? Yeah. 
Do you, is this something that you've struggled with or? I mean, yeah, I think so. I don't think, um, I don't think it's like an everyday battle for me, but I do think there are definitely times where, you know, if you're having potentially like a more sensitive day or you're just feeling a bit insecure or something like has kind of triggered you, it is so easy, I think, for me particularly like subconsciously to start thinking little thoughts. And I think then when I become aware of what I'm actually thinking, it's like, oh, like that's not a great thought. But I think sometimes it can just be easy with different friendships to kind of feel like deep down, oh, you know, they've just done this or said this or haven't done this. Oh, like, are we not on the same page? Mm. Are we not on the same vibe? Do they not really want to see me today? Do they not really want to reply to that text? Do they not really, you know? And I think for me, it's more of this kind of subconscious narrative of like, that may sometimes kind of flare up of, you know, they don't reply to a text or they don't, I, I keep using this example of replying to a text, but I think it illustrates like a very small thing. Mm. But depending on how I'm feeling on that day, could be like oh or like mm. let's say something important's happened for me that day or that week and someone kind of doesn't ask or or I think sometimes for me like a trigger can be like where you're interested in someone's life or kind of being like you know going out of your way to be like oh I, I'd like genuinely really want to know how that thing was or how that thing is mm. and you kind of notice oh like they don't really do that back or like yeah. oh they don't, you know, and I think, I think like you were saying earlier, sometimes it comes back down to like love languages of like where, but I think it's tricky, isn't it? Because the way that you receive love often isn't how you show it. Mm. And that's actually a very like tricky kind of learning process of you have to start being really intentional with how you show love to people because it's often not natural yeah. unless you've got the same love language to yeah. like, show love in that way so even for me take that example of like because I'm quite a words person for me like I'm showing that I'm really invested or love someone where I'm messaging them and going like oh like how was this thing and that's how I receive love but that might not be how that person either receives or gives love yeah. do you know what I mean so yeah. like they might not actually feel that love from me doing that So like I didn't want yeah. you to text me I just wanted you to, you to buy me a present yeah and then <laughs> exactly and then they may think oh I'll get Rach you know a coffee but that's not how I feel love do you yeah. know what I mean so it's like it's quite tricky though because you also can't know every friend's love language and constantly you know yeah it's, like, it's like, give and take isn't yeah, it but yeah. I, I do think that it also helps bring insight when someone I don't know you end up having I know we've had conversations before where it's like oh uh, you know how can we actually intentionally yeah. show that we care and love each other because I feel like you haven't done this for me or you feel like I haven't yeah. done this for you and actually it's not that we've been absent in each other's lives or in the friendship but it's more that oh okay that is not something I would have thought to do yes. because that's not something yeah. that I personally would take as a really amazing act yeah. of love yeah and I think like it just goes back into this wider thing of like, again, that is a conversation that you would have in a romantic relationship. Yeah. But I just think 
a lot of people kind of like cop out of friendships before it gets to that point mm. or like they don't have friendships that go that deep like I guess that's ultimately how you deepen a friendship by you know asking questions like that and like wanting to show up and love someone really well but I yeah. think for a lot of people either they get hurt along the way and therefore the friendship's just you know more shallow or mm. but I think overall I'm kind of just saying like we should just have those kind of conversations yeah. with friends as well as boyfriends girlfriends whatever like yeah and I think the reality is you're not going to be able to have those intense conversations with every single one no, of your friends yeah, yeah. this is for like your close friends, yeah. like your close, two, close. two, three, four close friends, not for one close friend. So and so that you met, yeah, ten years ago, a random and colleague, you've barely at work. seen them. No, it's not for that. <laughs> to your um, manager, sorry, I just feel like you've not given me enough quality time. <laughs> Please arrange to meet up with me because I'd really appreciate that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I guess almost to wrap up a bit how yeah what's helped you in terms of trying to rationalize thoughts or I don't know yeah well we we kind of came with a few things together yeah. didn't we as we were thinking about this so the first big thing and this is the big thing that I have to try and remind myself to do is to stop looking for the evidence that supports your insecurity so stop looking for all the little things that are going to prove, yeah, I was right. I do like them more than they like me. Like we were saying at the start. Um, because I think you just end up building this case of all this evidence that's weighted towards, yeah, they did this yesterday and then I wanted them to say this thing and they didn't ask me about it and blah, 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 blah. All those examples that we've given and you've suddenly got 20 pieces of evidence that support yeah, they don't like me that much. And zero pieces of evidence mm. that actually support the fact that, no, they really care about you. But that's not because they're not there, but because you haven't gone yeah. looking for them. I think I would say with a mindset like that, you you just can't win. No. You're never going to be able to win because if you're constantly thinking with like an insecure narrative and looking to affirm it, even when something that a friend does is beautiful. Like let's say they ask you about, you know, something, your your mind just goes to, but they didn't ask me about that. Yeah. Or they forgot that thing. Or like, oh, they came round, but they didn't come round that other time. Or like, mm. oh, they they asked to meet up, but then it was only on their terms and when they were free. Or mm. like they gave me a gift, but it wasn't actually what I would have really wanted. Like it's just mm. so destructive. Yeah. Like it's like you just have to try and take things at face value. And I think be really aware. Like if you are aware, like, do you know what? Right now I feel insecure that people don't love me as much as I love them. Take that, take like, just take notice of that. And therefore when you're aware of your thoughts and thinking like, you know, something negative, it's like, okay, wait, I am currently in a bit of this mindset of like interpreting things in that way. So is my interpretation here truth or is it just through this insecure lens and like start to try and almost like sift through your thoughts of what's true and what's being exaggerated out of insecurity or blah, 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 blah. And then and like, even though it's a very tiring process, like at least you can kind of begin to rationalize things. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I've so been there where, 
you've basically said you want something or you want a friend to do something like, oh, I wish they'd just text me first to arrange this. And then they do it. And then it's still not in the right way that you want. Yeah. Like you're still like, oh, but they only did that because I had mentioned the other day. Yeah. That da, 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 da. And then it's like, so do you want them to text you or not? Yeah. Because they just have. And it's, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like you say, when you're in that insecure thinking, nothing's going to be right. They're not yeah. going to be able to win. Yeah. So it's kind of being aware of that as well. Um, next one, Rach. Next one, reverse the situation. So by this, we mean where you can interpret something as not being loved or a friend not showing up or feeling let down. Take a moment to think, wait a sec, have I ever done this? And often when you actually think through that lens, you realize, yeah, I have done that. And it wasn't out of a place of not liking that person. Mm. So again, using not replying to a text, for example, let's say you've texted someone and you know they've not replied and your mind goes to like, see, they hate me. Or like, see, like I always text and they never reply. And then just take a moment and be like, wait, have I ever not replied to a text? Oh yeah, I didn't reply to a text yesterday. Why didn't I reply? Oh, I read it in my head and then kind of thought I'd replied and forgot. Or, yeah. oh, I was busy. I was in a meeting at that time, so I didn't reply. Or like, like, don't always, I guess what I'm saying is don't assume the worst of people. Try mm. and assume the best. Yeah. And I remember like someone said that to me a while ago and it does, it does change your thinking. Rather than in every situation, assuming the worst of someone, try and assume the best. Try mm. and assume... They're a good person. They do love me. They're my friend. You know, there's a situation or something that could have caused this. And actually, maybe I just need to communicate with them if it keeps hurting me or just give them the benefit of the doubt. Mm. Like, don't always assume that, like, someone's just mean. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And I think also another kind of side point off of this is that no one is perfect. Yeah. And, I, and you're not a perfect friend either. Yeah. So you can maybe build this narrative of how a friend isn't loving you in the way that you want them to. And they didn't do this and look again, they did that and I didn't want them to do that. And whatever it is, it's like, yeah, but you're not perfect either. Yeah. And there'll be stuff that you do, which they wish you didn't or wish you did. And yeah, actually that is just life. We're humans yeah. and we're, we're not perfect. We're never going to be perfect friends, perfect people. So it's like having that grace to think yeah yeah assuming we're all journeying we're all learning assuming the best we're all growing and the final point that mm -hmm. we have kind of come up with around all of this helping ourselves not to do this is don't let the thoughts spiral so what we mean by this is there's times where it's great to unpack do a deep dive on your psyche, your get brain, counseling. get counseling, <laughs> process, really just go into all the nuts and bolts mm. of who you are and why you're like this. There's a time for that. There's also a time where that's not the right thing to yeah. do. And actually sometimes I think it can just be really unhelpful mm. when you start with a thought and then suddenly you've, without even realizing often, let your brain go down this massive tunnel of, this links to this and this proves this and this proves this yes. and wow, okay, I've got to this point. Yep, they hate me. And it's yeah. and it's just so unhelpful letting those thoughts run kind of rampant in your brain. Yeah. And 
it's really quite an active process of being able to be present enough in, in your own mind that you can catch those thoughts before they've gone down a spiral because I think you were saying it earlier, like it can often be quite a subconscious thing. Yeah. Where these thoughts go down a rabbit hole and then suddenly, suddenly you're like, oh gosh, how have we got here? So in that case, it can be hard and it can be tiring to be that in your brain and in your thoughts. But if if you can kind of be present enough in your own mind to notice when the thoughts are spiraling and just catch them before they go down that route, that that's really helpful. And that's I know that's really helped me because you can kind of, there's less to unpick then. Like yeah. it's like literally digging a hole. It's yeah. like, if you've dug this massive hole, yeah. 20 foot hole, how am I getting out of this? Yeah. Whereas if you've dug a, just a four foot hole, step probably out. just climb out. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I guess it's just the basic concept of overthinking where mm. overthinking generally isn't always very helpful because no. sometimes things just don't need analysis. And to be honest, I'm the worst for that. Not necessarily with this topic but generally I can really overthink and it's just not necessary mm. like sometimes like Sophie says it is good to unpack and other times you just have to have the self-discipline of like I'm just going to stop this thought process now and like mm. change what I'm doing I'm going to go out I'm going to I don't know go on a walk do some exercise like and I don't need to carry on sitting here going down a hole yeah like, I just don't yeah um it's like what good is it doing yeah so yeah, I guess those would be a few of our thoughts, but we're not experts. No, and by no means. Yeah. 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 But I think, again, this episode, we wanted it to just be a moment where we acknowledge that this is something that we know a lot yes. of people struggle with. And even as we were looking at different stuff around it, as we were preparing, just seeing so many people and it actually just made me so sad of so many people being like I feel this I feel like yeah I really care about yeah. my friends and I don't feel that they care about me in the same way back and actually there wasn't loads of stuff um that was really trying to speaking like, into speak it, or, it yeah um I don't know helping people to realize yeah. that that's not the case and so hopefully even a small part of this podcast will be that Yes. Um, and I, I think like the reality is it's just also a very deep kind yeah. of personal thing of like, it's quite hard to admit, oh, I do feel insecure in this or, oh, mm. I do feel like my friends don't love me as much. Like that's not just a kind of surface level thing. <laughs> yeah. that Nice lighthearted chat. So for that reason, this, top, this podcast episode has been quite um, sincere and deep. Yes. And I feel like I've spoken in a very monotone voice. <laughs> That's because I've not had a lot of energy to say, guys, if I'm honest. But <laughs> it was sniffed down the mic. Sniffle, sniffle. Um, but yeah, I hope you found it useful or helpful. Yes. Or yeah, that it was just good to hear you're not the only one who thinks these things. For sure. And we will see you in our next episode. We will indeed. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye, guys. Bye.